Disney Plus gave me blue balls when they pulled this movie three days before we recorded this podcast. This is spoilers. I'm so sorry. Josh has already been so pissed because the movie's so long. <laughs> and then it's not on Disney Plus anymore. That was some bullshit. It just disappeared. Yay, capitalism. That would have been a good spoiler. But this is Pappy, your host. <laughs> Tonight we're here to record James Cameron classic Avatar. Let's introduce our other host going eastest to west foldest. Brett, we'll start with you. I have, I have different questions for each of our spoiler men tonight. You're a big list guy, Brett. What's your James Cameron power ranking? Ooh. I have a list right here. <laughs> I know it's going to be controversial, but it's uh, all right. Uh, I've seen six movies that he's directed in part of the abyss. I don't, don't count that. Uh, one Terminator, two Terminator 2, three Titanic. Four Aliens, Five Avatars, Six True Lies. But I like all six of these movies, so... Titanic yeah. above Aliens. I was just going to say, I've not, seen Aliens. I have not seen Aliens in a long time. I remember loving that movie, so I gave Titanic the benefit of the doubt. But Aliens is like an action movie Hall of Fame, so it's just been a while, so... It's always weird to me when someone likes the first Terminator more than Terminator 2. Same. You know, I, I like them both, but I think... Like, there's a clear level of superiority to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. But that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. But it's very distinctly <laughs> superior. <laughs> yeah, that's just like your opinion, man. Josh, you, you could be wrong about UAPs, but you're, you're definitely wrong about Bigfoot. But as a conspiracy theory guy on this podcast, I was curious, since the government confirmed that we do have these UFO things that they don't know what they are, what's your theory? behind that i'm so impressed that you said uaps unidentified aerial phenomena because that's probably the correct way to put it pap it's nice thank you good did my homework Mm. i think on one hand on one extreme you're looking at a government who knows way more and is trying to figure out how to slowly dole this information out to the public in a way that we can understand it and I think on a more reasonable end, you're looking at a government who's testing products and lasers and all sorts of um, holograms and light objects and movable remote things in the air. And I, I kind of think that's what we're is being seen in certain agencies, as we've seen in a lot of movies we've covered on spoilers. These agencies don't always talk to each other really well, do they? The FBI might not talk to the local Boston police, for example, super well. So (laughs) one agency is testing these things out, not letting the Air Force know that they're doing this and they're seeing that. So I I don't know. Am I getting too deep? Can I stop? Stop me. No aliens, though. Totally absent from any of your theories, right? Not for now. Uh, mm. (laughs) Interesting. Do you think there's visitors making themselves known, Pappy? Um, no. I think it's more likely what you're saying. Definitely. But I would rather believe that there's, like, a race of underwater superior technological species, right, who, like, live in the Pacific Ocean or something, you know? I think that would be, like, a cooler... If we're talking, like, weird sci-fi conspiracy theories. But no, it's definitely... It's someone's. Well, if there is anything down there, James Cameron has probably seen it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, America's pioneer. spent, like, six years doing underwater voyages after Titanic. He became, like, obsessed with the ocean. It's so weird. He knows something. He made Avatar right after that. <laughs> Stevie, you just did the America's pioneer voice. I, my question for you James, was... James Cameron. 
not favorite James Cameron movie, but what's your favorite 3D movie of all time? 3D movie experience, right? Like, not that it's... <sighs> Why didn't you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> we can ask you that. Corey, go ahead with yours. No, yeah, I'll answer ahead, after you. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, well, James Cameron did a kind of mini movie. He directed it. It's called T2 3D Battle Across Time. At Universal Studios? It's a very expansive name. It was a, it's a ride slash stunt show slash 3D movie that played at Universal theme parks, Florida and Hollywood. And I only got to see it one time. It had a, a pretty brief run from the late 90s to the early 2000s. And it was fucking dope. The only thing that was really stupid about it is when Edward Furlong and Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T-800, when they go back to, or when they go to the future, you know, it's dystopian, fighting against the machines, very dark, skulls everywhere. The big boss of that is a big liquid metal spider called the T-1 million. (laughs) That's the only thing that's stupid about it. (laughs) T-1 million. Brett, look away. (laughs) Have you ever watched it on YouTube since? Like, have you gone back to revisit it? I've done a little bit of it, but, like, without the full experience, it's not quite the same. So I watched, like, some of the intro of it, and I didn't want to, like, ruin the memory I have of it by doing that. You know, I don't want it to be tarnished in my head. Stevie, do you have a perfect uh, memory of a 3D movie that you saw? Well, I mean, I feel like such a copycat. Thanks a lot, Corey. Um, mine is like a 3D ride as well. It's not really a ride. But, Pap, as you know, I'm a Disney aficionado, and I frequent Disney as much as possible. Um, but in Hollywood Studios, used to be MGM Studios, there is a show that is near and dear to me, and that is Muppet <laughs> 3D. Hell yeah. Um, I love that show more than anybody will ever know. It has not changed in 20-some-odd years. Yes, it's- bitch. <laughs> It is the exact same. I get the same feeling every time I sit in those seats that probably need to be redone very soon. Wait, do you get sprayed with water and like air and stuff? Um, what happens? Kind of like they shoot confetti. Like you do get a little bit like when I remember when I was little. Last time I didn't do it, there was air that would shoot out. Um, but it's just like little effects. It's nothing like a Bug's Life, which is. Which was super effects and gross, or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or Honey, I Shrunk the Audience is what it was called. But Muppets is just hilarious. Statler and Ward, uh, Waldorf are hysterical. Sam the Eagle, who's my favorite Muppet, is amazing in it. And yeah, I at least try to go on it twice every time I go to Disney. Okay, Stevie, there's a moment in Muppet Vision 3D where, <laughs> I think it's that one, where like the... Uh, barrier between the audience and then the outside Disney park breaks down, right? Yeah. And you can see the guests at the park, but it's clearly just footage of guests clearly, at the Clearly. From the yes. 90s. So yes. they're wearing the 90s gear and like the ni- old school Mickey hats. I think that's like part of like the charm of it though. I, I think it's a big tr- like part of the charm of Muppets is it's like even though it's really funny to me, it's always going to feel nostalgic. I'm glad you brought up the parks. Because there's two Avatar-adjacent topics that dominate the discourse that I want to get out of the way. The first one, I tried to find like who initiated this term. The only like inconclusive research I could find it was Scott Mendelson in an article that he wrote. But if you look up any kind of review or like discussion of this movie, everyone parrots the exact same line that it, quote, 
left no cultural footprint. And, and I'm curious, Corey, Stevie, as park guys, do, do you agree with that? Um, I think it definitely left less of a cultural pr- footprint than other movies that have been the biggest movie of all time. But, but I'm curious because there's that whole Avatar Land thing. Certainly doesn't feel that way when you're at Disney's Animal Kingdom. No. Team. Oh, my God. It's huge there? Yeah. It's un... Pardon my French. Fucking real. I mean, when was that article written, Pap? That, that's a good question. I didn't even see that. I think in like the mid-2000s is when people started to say this. Well, I mean, I think an issue with some fandoms is... I mean, I could be wrong, Corey... But I feel like an issue with some fandoms, Star Wars included, is sometimes there's some gatekeeping going on that, even though it leaves a giant footprint, there's like levels to it. I don't think like there's levels to that with Avatar. I think it's probably one of the more like accessible things, uh, especially a movie that made, what is it, $2 billion? Yeah. And you know, what's unique about Avatar is that it's still James Cameron's for the most part. Mm -hmm. So like... Avatar doesn't have everything that, like, say, Terminator has, for example, where Terminator immediately got, like, games and then sequels not done by James Cameron and, like, you know, other related stories. It got its own TV show. Like, It was in the zeitgeist for a lot longer than Avatar was. Right, and that's because there was perpetual media that was created by other people. James Cameron is very close to Avatar, as I'm sure any, like, and a common moviegoer knows like he's been working on sequels ever since this came out and not just like a sequel he's like oh yeah you're getting four or five sequels in this movie <laughs> and they've been in delayed and delayed because he's been working on them vigorously i assume and working at perfecting them which is kind of his thing why doesn't he get more shit for this why does george r, r. martin get thrown under the bus <laughs> rightfully so because one's a visual but james cameron and put- one's like a, a liter- like literature medium dude it's been decades Right, but come on, he's already released one, one of them. Can't possibly been affected by COVID either. No, like you got to give him at least a little break because of COVID. Like it's not like George R. R. Martin can't write in his mansion a book. Right, and I think this has a lot to do with as much as I criticize James Cameron for some of his storytelling and in his dialogue, he is a true pioneer when it comes to like perfecting like visual engines, CGI engines. And getting them just right, or if they can't be done, he waits. So I give him some respect for that. Right, and that's a, that's a big component as well, Stevie, that I think might be overlooked. Like, he waits to work mm-hmm. on his big that projects exactly until the technology is there. George R. R. Martin does. He waits until he gets the perfect <laughs> idea no ideas. of what jo- Jon Snow <laughs> no, can no, do with George Danny. George R. R. Martin, go- but he goes and writes other books and graphic novels and yeah, TV shows and stuff. Annoying. Like It's not like James Cameron's out there like actually directing Alita ba- Battle Angel. No, but I think he did produce it, right? What's that? Alita Battle Angel? Um, he was the original writer. He was set to direct. And I do think he was like the lead producer on it. But I yeah. know he wrote it because it's his voice coming through tenfold. The last feature film he directed was Avatar. See, the man waits. He's just perfecting this stuff. And we'll, we'll talk plenty about the visual effects that, that he does. I do think James Cameron's a genius for that and what he's been able to do. But Brett, the second thing that I wanted to talk about, just to get it out of the way, everyone says Avatar is a super derivative story. I, I know you've seen Dances with Wolves. Um, I see like, even like more parallels with Dune than Dances Fer- with Wolves. Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Do you want to, I guess, <laughs> Pocahontas. Anything that, like, 
Can you sort of like this this archetype of a story, right? Like like I said, some people call it the white savior. I know you probably don't like that, but like this whole what what is this story that we've seen in all these medias? See, I mean, there are formulas for a reason. I mean, you just you can take a formula and make it your own. I mean, the same like we say bones are there, and but I don't. I definitely don't think it's white savior. I think that's. Dumb, and if anything, it's the opposite. They're killing the whitey. Blue savior. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there are cliche characters like the uh, the tough war chief who doesn't like the new guy. I mean, that's super cliche. It is, right? Like, that, like he, he doesn't like him at first. That's, I, say, I think he's the most cliche character in the whole movie, but I love when he turns around and they're tight at the end. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's cliche guys. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. I think people just are looking to hate on stuff right now and I don't know. I think it's almost got to be this stereotypical story of one kind or another, like, you know, like hero's journey, but with this, like it's, it's fish out of water. It's, it's, I mean, that's like a tale as old as time. I mean, well, uh, it's just, it's just so useful for explaining the universe, right? Like when you have someone in that fish out of water, it's just so helpful. And then, like this movie is so complicated with all of, all of the stuff that's introducing. Like if the story was confusing on top of it, I think it wouldn't have as broad of appeal. But we should get into that story, Josh. Who is our main protagonist, Jake Soli? And is he from Australia or the United States? <laughs> I needed their help, and they needed mine. But to ever face them again. I was going to have to take it to a whole new level. He's played by Sam Worthley. Worthlessington. Stop. <laughs> yeah, nope. Quit being mean. Base. He's terrible. <laughs> I like him. He reminds me so much of Janice, Josh. I couldn't get over it. He's British, by the way. Well. Oh, he's Australian. He's born he in British. He grew up in Australia, born oh, in the No UK. wonder he's got such a messed up accent. What I think in a movie with a lot of lows, to be honest, the biggest low <laughs> is probably this really sterile version of Earth that we see Jake Sully in at the beginning. He's a paraplegic, he's an army vet, and he can't afford in this future world to get new legs. Thanks, Obama. Because he's <laughs> too poor. still sucks. He's too poor because he can't get a job because he doesn't have the legs, but he doesn't have the legs because he was in the army, but it's not covering the new legs like his VA deal. So he's kind of in a pinch, right? And then, do you want me to keep moving on with the plot, Pap, or? Yeah, definitely. Good, because I have a bit. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, they pull, I, I know that James Cameron probably saw Beer Fest right before he probably wrote this, because <laughs> there's a great thing with twins, where if a character dies, you can just replace him <laughs> with the same actor, but he's a twin now. Mm-hmm. So that's what they do to get this uh, Marine He's a fish out of water with these scientists, Pappy. But the reason he's forced into it is because his twin died, who was a scientist. But he is the only person that can now uh, squeeze into the DNA glove of this <laughs> avatar. Uh, I, I'll let someone pick it up from there. I just wanted to say the beer fast thing. They need his dinner. <laughs> you get paid to think, Mr. Scientist. Leave national security to us. I think that the people that are driving the avatar bodies, right, the whatever you call the particular individual, they're usually scientists. They should have only done twins, triplets, or above, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I really don't like about this opening 
is the voiceover because it doesn't establish that it's him doing a uh like a video log a vlog you know for it me and norma here to drive these remotely controlled bodies called avatars and they're grown from human dna mixed with the dna of the natives it just sounds super shitty at the beginning it's like why does this sound so terrible and then you realize it's a video log it's it's very disorienting i i don't like that part but he's being sent to the people who Pandora. oh god yeah yeah the people who have the is it avatar or avatar avatar i feel like i'm gonna say avatar avatar the people who are what? controlling them <laughs> no it's avatar god, it's avatar, avatar. Yeah, yeah yeah the avatars are like controlled by almost like the hippie scientists right they're given this mission to understand the local wildlife would never happen in a million years and one of my complaints is like i i wish like yeah maybe one of them was a scientist but there should also be like a hardcore negotiator in there um it really bothers me when he just we'll get into it later well, what what are the mechanics, Stevie? Of the we're, we're we're dancing around it. This is the the crux of the movie, and honestly, I think it doesn't get enough credit as a really cool idea. But I think a problem that I have with it is like if you had this technology, like can you imagine the applications of it? Like you could have just you could have one avatar who like does work for you while you sleep. You know what I mean? And then your body, like, and all these other things. We don't really see that level of technology. But what are they able to do? With the avatars. Pretty much. Like, and first off, like I said earlier, like the idea that the avatars would all be scientists and PhD brainiacs is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Why do you you say? Like, come on, man. Like, You think it would be Elon Musk out there? No, it would be one smart guy and the most ruthless military warriors you've ever seen in your life and all (laughs) the other bodies. Like... They would program these dudes out to, like, like, think about it. Why would you even have, like, military, you know, human military, but you're going to have them in these bodies that you're not sacrificing, like, lives for? It makes no sense. Well, it doesn't really matter because they have shareholders obviously having investments. And you want the quickest way to get the unobtainium? Put them in these goddamn blue bodies. You can't get the unobtainium. That's another thing. Why is it called unobtainium? Like, I'm sorry, but like sprinkled dog shit sounds better than unobtainium. Like, in my opinion, but you see that's this? Just me. It's called sprinkled dog shit. It's yeah. the reason we're here. Yeah, exactly. That's a great line. Unobtainium is a ridiculous name. It's fertilizer too, so it would explain the big tree. It would. It would, among other things. Is it too on the nose? Is that what bothers you? Because it sounds like unobtainable. Is that like the specific? Because everyone makes fun of this. Dude, it's very on the nose. Like They had to hire Giovanni Ribisi to even pull this off. No, like, you had to... And also, <laughs> you're telling me it's 2156 and putters still look like putters? Like, he's, he's putting on a golf mat. It's the perfect design. <sighs> Whoa, It's been Brett. the same for 400 years. <laughs> putters? They they get flashier, but they yeah. As I was gonna say, they, it would look ridiculous in the year twenty one fifty six. People still use typewriters because they like it. What about guns? Like the guns in this movie, Brett? Like, I mean, I know they're not exactly guns that exist today, but do you think in one hundred and fifty years, like a, that will still be the most efficient way to neutralize a threat? I mean, again, if we're coming from like a 
bankrupt. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... We can transport someone's consciousness into another, like, body, but we don't have lasers at this point. We don't have, like, <laughs> lightsabers. What's going on? It's more like a tether, though, right? Well... Yeah. But we kind of proved at the end it you can yeah, do but if it. You, if you get with... If you dream it, you yeah, can do Yeah, but you gotta it. get with God, man. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why bullets have been used consistently for a while. I mean... We've had bullets for 400 years! Bullets and putters! <laughs> the two perfect machines. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh, I'm glad you brought up Giovanni Rubisi. He looks like the least successful son of a very rich couple. Oh, you know I wish I mean? they would have brought that up. I get those vibes from him, but I think he's fantastic in this part. And then, uh, Steve, I want to come to you, your namesake. A very one-dimensional character, but how do you feel about Stephen Lang? He's perfect in every single way. Like, that is a, a character and an actor that should be, like, they're perfectly married together. I brought this up in Lord of the Rings pod. There's a comfort in knowing, like, I don't have to work to ever sympathize with this man or to ever be like, well, it's kind of a black and gray area. This man is just bad from the jump. You know <laughs> he's bad, and it's perfect. He's a fucking cartoon character. He I is. Mean, he is a cartoon. Two movie clubs. He is a cartoon, but it works in this quote-unquote reality of this movie. No, I agree with you. He works perfectly. A lot of his muscle are also cartoon characters. There's one military guy <laughs> that they like to show more than everyone else. But when uh, our main character, Jake, arrives on the planet, like all the military guys, like they run out of the, the helicopter and then he wheels out, right? Because he can't mm -hmm. walk. And then, like, the other military guys, like, make fun of him. They're like, hey, check it out. Meals on wheels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they make fun of him. The veteran that is uh, no longer able to use his legs, you know? The one guy's like, that's just wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't know. Like, I said, I, I think James Cameron is a genius, and I think that he's wise, as he, as I'm sure we'll talk about the sequels that are coming up in a couple months later, but he's wise that he hired a staff of writers to help him. Because, Josh, I feel like some of the dialogue in James Cameron movies, which we've talked about a lot, is weird, and, and I, I feel like he's trying to like talk like how blue-collar people talk or how he thinks blue-collar <laughs> people talk. But I, I think, like, moreover, like, Sigourney Weaver's lines are terrible in this movie, and some of her voiceovers are just super cringe. Like, who'd you expect, numb nuts? Think fast. Like, you know, it sounds like a video game. It's terrible. Well, who'd you expect, numb nuts? Think fast. I guess I was sick of doctors telling me what I can't do. Like, they should have had Vin Diesel in this role. For goodness sakes. A blue Vin Diesel? That'd be amazing. <laughs> he would be stronger in the Vin Diesel body than he'd be in the... <laughs> he could have saved Letty. <laughs> yeah! Like, you see, like, they're about to shoot down Letty's helicopter, and you just see, like, this old muscle car just coming from the sky. Like, you don't know where it dropped from, but it's just coming from the sky downward, and it just crashes into Stephen Lang's, like, giant cruiser. <laughs> and he jumps off at last second, grabs Lenny. I love it. You got nothing to apologize for. <laughs> I agree, though. This beginning act, I feel like, is easily the weakest act in the movie. And Sigourney Weaver's character is the weakest here, too. She's a jerk. And I kind of get her jerkedness 
but that doesn't pay off later. And also, like you said, like her lines are just weird one liners. She the cigarette when she's just demanding a cigarette when we first see her, that did not work for me. You got my goddamn cigarette. Guys, what's wrong with this picture? They changed the last name of the character, or James Cameron, not they. He changed the last name of the character because it sounded too much like Ripley, because he didn't intend to uh, cast Sigourney Weaver to begin with. Um, which sucks, too, because I think she's a great actress. Brett, are we being too hard on this movie? Like, yes. Do you like Sigourney Weaver in this? Okay. But I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Josh, though. Like, uh, I get why she's grumpy. It probably goes on maybe one... Maybe one or two scenes too long, but I think the rest of the time she's really cool. I actually liked her. Um, I mean, she's being pretty rude at the beginning. A guy didn't ask for his brother to die. Uh, he's he's actually helping you out, even though you wanted somebody else. He's saving you money. Did you like that clap back where he's like, "Sorry, it's an inconvenience to you that my brother." No, I loved it, yeah. and I was hoping that she softened right there, but she didn't, and it's kind of. Not like her character. So I was a little surprised, like Josh. I don't know. Uh, I could see her being grumpy at first, but I feel like they maybe took that a little too far. I think she assumes that he's like another shithead military yeah. hired gun like the rest it's of true. these guys. And she has been around those people. Yeah. You're right. You're right. She's been experiencing like the worst of the worst of, of this uh, version of the military. Mm. And Jake does say at the beginning that like, you know, basically the military is cool, but these guys basically are hired guns at this point like they don't really act like what the military should be acting like so maybe there's a level of disconnect from what our actual military is supposed to be like in this period in time and what we see on pandora it's just unfortunate that we haven't changed a lot in 150 years in the sense of like i said like i don't know our political system, or apparently we've annexed <laughs> Australia at some point because that's how you not judge us for done. something that hasn't happened and probably no, I'm saying, well, I would say more. Sorry, I mean that even more in like, like look at the way that uh, Giovanni, oh, what the fuck is his name? Look at the way he dresses, right? Like, he looks like he could be a 1990s businessman. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wish that there was some evolution in like the fashion or, Do you think or that anything. They should wear like one or two piece, like shiny uniforms in the playing <laughs> no. guitar, guitar, like in Bill and Ted, or what? Yeah. No, but I just doubt that people are going to dress the exact same way we do today in 150 hey, plus years. There's a reason we've been wearing pants for a thousand years, Pappy. We've <laughs> been wearing pants for 400 years. <laughs> Longer. <laughs> Josh, were you saying something to me? Yeah, pants, bullets, they stick around. Putters. Putters. <laughs> got a stew going. we got to figure out the rest of this outfit by the rest of the podcast. And the, the story of this movie has been told for the last 400 years. Brett, you're probably the most sympathetic to this movie, and I think we're going to get to a part that will be a little bit less hard on, which is when we're actually getting into Pandora. I think a lot of people just want to say that the writing in this movie is bad, which I think is a, a pretty broad blanket statement that I don't agree with. The movie does a good job of easing you into the cgi world right because we spent all this time with in the lab or a little bit on earth but now we're in the mission what goes down here when we're, we're first in pandora in the avatars well just the first time he gets out there like Brittany and i were totally on the same page we're like he is such a dick he's being purposely a huge douchebag and um that leads to him 
drifting off when he's supposed to be with them and messing up their literally the whole mission because he goes off and triggers some animals and is that what you're talking about? They're out there to do what he's being yeah, paid to he, do. What is he being a douchebag? What do you plants? mean? Just because he's like being super aggressive about everything? Yeah, like when he first gets up and he's knocking everything over and then he runs outside and there's like you know, they have protocols for a reason. Obviously, it worked out, but, yeah, just being kind of a, a dick, and he's, he's like that for the first, what, uh, what word am I looking for? Part one. First act? Act, thank yeah. you. But I mean, yeah. I can see, Go but, ahead. like, when he's on the mission itself, right, like, when they're out in the, the bush of Pandora, do you, are you mad at him for not, like, sticking with the group? Is that what you're saying? I don't know um, about mad, but, I mean, again, it's par for the course for him. He yeah. doesn't listen. He does what he wants to do. Um, you'd think someone who was a Marine who structure is like the most important thing for them would be able to follow orders. He's not an academic. Either half the Marines, but they still follow orders. But not when you're an avatar. Like, like why would he follow orders from a bunch of academics when they have no rank on him? They're paying him. I know, but it makes no sense. It's like, called respect. like the earth has fallen brad they're going to kill a bunch of natives like there's very little respect in this movie regardless but the idea that he would be taking pointers from people that do not respect him but he like he's supposed to respect them it makes no sense like his character wandering off and doing his own thing makes perfect sense just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's not being a douchebag i think the man just got his legs for the first time in forever, and people are telling him not to do a certain thing. Let him go do it. What makes him a douchebag is when he yells at the rhinoceros. That's what I'm talking about, <laughs> bitch. And he calls the rhinoceros a bitch. Yeah, like, what? The rhino, rhino's not a bitch. Come on, man. <laughs> but that's, I don't, I don't know. And that's another thing that I'm a little disappointed in in this movie, Kylo. It's a little broader, but... The tagline, or I've seen this like said by James Cameron, and I don't know if it's the actual tagline, but it's a world beyond imagination. For a world beyond imagination, come with me. A lot of things look like a lot of things on Earth. You know what I mean? Like the animals are very <laughs> similar. The the fucking Navi are just big blue people. This movie shares that in common with Avatar: The Last Airbender, where it's like another <laughs> world. It's not our planet, and then like. The animals are a, a variation of the animals that we have. But, you know, when they're crafting this world, Pappy, which is, it is alien, it is its own place. I think they, they make this world in an intelligent way. Like, it's well-crafted. You can understand the rules for the most part, and you can understand why things are the way they are here. But they, they I don't think they can make it too different and have you ease into the story as easily as you do for this movie. Right, James Cameron made the highest grossing movie of all time again when he made this movie. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the reasons that, well, this is of course my speculation, but I think a lot of the reason why that is is because the familiar story, which, you know, we're right to criticize, I think, to some degree, but that is easy to slip into. Um, The kind of like clear good versus evil that's going on, and then the world itself is alien yet familiar enough to, like I said, you slide right into it. But that alien yet familiar is what actually takes me out because it's like, 
there's this love story going on. And in my mind, I'm thinking, how does, how does Zoe's character, Nairidi, know that a shrug means... Natiri? Yeah. How does Natiri know that, like, a shrug means, I don't know, or that, like... Jake why do they Sully's, kiss with their lips? Why do they kiss with their like, lips? Why does a side glance mean I'm being pouty right now? Like, there's not enough lost in translation between them. And I understand she was a student of Sigourney's back in the day or whatever, but come on. There should, they're just humans, but blue. I'm blue. It boils down to this, and maybe I'm not being fair, but I feel like it boils down to a choice that's not based on artistic integrity or a sci- like a true science fiction like what would a different species look like it's it's a tr- it's a choice that's meant to garner sympathy from the audience a cinema choice right yeah it's a choice to make the movie more broad because if you like picture if there's just like these gelatinous blobs i would love liquid aliens well like you you would and i would and i, I feel like a lot of people would but it wouldn't be the top grossing movie of all time if that's what was happening there's no way. Right. Like if each alien looked like a hockey puck. Right, yeah. I'm just saying, seeing a marine fall in love with a puddle that can talk is a movie I want to see. And they have sex. Yeah, and, and you know, Josh, you said that takes you out of it. I guess my point, and I can see why, what you said makes sense, but my point is that it doesn't take most people out of it, and I think the record has shown that. People that like sci-fi probably get taken out of it we get it josh you're you're too smart for this shit. <laughs> those are just com- those are just really common questions that josh understands tenet <laughs> <laughs> i mean at the end of the day who are we to question james cameron and Corey? james cameron does have his calling cards and one of them is a badass woman in a movie and natiri mm-hmm. is our badass woman in this movie where does she I know I asked a similar question about James Cameron's rankings to Brett, but in the pantheon of Sarah Connor, Ripley, Natiri, where does she fall in here? I mean, I really like Sarah Connor. Ripley's pretty cool, but Natiri, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really qualify her because she doesn't really have the same limitations as like a human woman. You know, she's already predisposed to be stronger, faster. A little bit like more in tune with nature, which is almost like a semi superpower in this movie. So she's pretty great, but Sarah Connor, I like Sarah Connor. At least in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Don't talk to me about Dark Fate. That movie's fucking bullshit. <laughs> which one? Dark Fate. Oh, yeah. It's where John dies. Yeah, in like two minutes. Well, they, they couldn't have had the, a guy be the good guy. He's, he can't be the hero. Not in this day and age, goddammit. How'd, how'd that movie do? How'd that movie do in the theaters, <laughs> by the way? I don't go know. Woke, go Probably woke, bad. go broke. I knew you were going to say that, uh, Brett. Isn't Prey woke, though? Isn't no. your ilk all mad about Prey, Brett? What's, Dude, my, anything, ilk? what's my ilk? Dude, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> people that listen I to would, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I feel like Avatar. Is Avatar not woke? Like, what is it? Like, it's whole. Like, and again, it's a, it's a word that I feel like is very nebulous definition. But, like, if you're saying that it advocates for progressive values like environmentalism capitalism bad yay capitalism you know what i mean brett is is avatar a woke movie in your eyes i don't think so progressive doesn't equal woke in my opinion but i just think i don't know what it means anymore 
Yeah, I guess it depends on the context, the person. Who brought up woke? Why? Well, Josh, you're the Native American expert. No, Steve. The people who are the people who are woke do criticize this movie for the the white savior st- uh, story tropes. But I, I wanted to ask you about the culture of the Navi, who we learned through Natiri. How similar is it to the Potawatomi culture? <laughs> I'm not answering that question, but I will okay. say. Just tell us about the culture of the Navi. <laughs> yeah so they can go around and like basically if you stick what is the equivalent of your penis into different animals you can ride them which is pretty (laughs) cool i'm assuming they have some sort of thing with the trees too that we don't get into but that's like a huge their pandora is like this big like internet of tree roots. <laughs> it's a series of tubes. <laughs> yeah. It's an internet. <laughs> and, and it's a very just like nature-based society that they live in. Everything, all the ecosystems tie into each other. Yeah, what Sigourney explains, and I, I, I like this aspect of it, that, you know, they explore it a bit. It comes into play a bit. But basically, like, Pandora is an organic network. Yeah, Which is fucking dope. Like... You know, we artificially craft networks for various things and technology, but this place is organically connected and it actually will store information about life. And a good litmus test that we get introduced. And I I think this is a pretty good scene. Like Jake Sully is, he went away from the group, like Brett said, and he starts getting attacked by all these like rabid dogs and Natiri saves him and they kill a bunch of the dogs and he's like, oh, you're a badass warrior. That was awesome. And she gets really pissed because that's like, that's actually a sad moment because they were killing animals that were just kind of doing their animal thing. Hey, wait a second. Hey, where are you going? No, wait up. Just, hey, slow down. Wait up. I just want to say thanks for killing those things. Ah! Damn! Don't thank. You don't thank for this. This is sad. Very sad only. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Whatever I did, I am sorry. I'm sorry, but in a movie which does have incredible CGI, those dogs look like shit. Those dogs look like Resident Evil. It was a different time, Pappy. But I feel like so much of this movie holds up those those do not it's it's interesting when something doesn't hold up pappy i agree because it it comes up occasionally right for the most part things look great and there's a really solid texture to it like you can like there's a tactile like you can almost like feel the skin of an of a navi but sometimes there'll be some (laughs) shitty cgi that slips through and it, it it takes you out of it a little bit because i don't know some things just weren't like in the right like color scheme or lighting or rendered right i don't exactly know the technical reason why but you can see it at times i think pandora at night is outstanding i think it looks fucking amazing first of all i just love that like color palette of like blue green purple all those cool colors but like the bio luminescent plants and everything i think that holds up fantastically i think there's more suspect things in the daytime and maybe it was like the light of that torch that did it or like the skin like you were saying josh but stevie i think that one thing that does hold up is the visual of the floating mountains stevie question the Holia mountains 
Yeah, Hallelujah Mountain. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Stevie question, how the fuck are those mountains floating? Like, is there a, a reason for that? <sighs> Other than to look cool? Um, they do look cool, though. They do look really cool. They look incredible at Disney World, let me tell you what. Am I right, Corey? Hell yeah. Oh, they look so cool. Um, I mean, it really is a really great effect. James Cameron smartly ties it into the story at the battle at the end. Um, but I mean, it does like, let's put it this way. One reason I think the mountains were smart from like just a choice overall is without those, you get really close to this just being rainforest with blue people. And I think that, like, when you throw those mountains in there, it actually differentiates as, like, its own planet, and it actually takes you away from Earth. So I think those are actually smart. It helps the story, too, right? Because it's got some weird magnetic field around yeah, it. So. Wh- whatever James Cameron wants to say. Sure. It's because of the unobtainium, isn't it? Sure. It causes sure. We, an- we, why not? we tried to figure it out, but we could not obtain that information. <laughs> it causes an upward magnetic drift from the unobtainium or something like that. It's... Sure. Sure. Yeah. This movie never offers what unobtainium is used for, right? Is it just energy? It's it's crypto, bro. The Weapon X program, I think. (laughs) It's used to make bored apes. (laughs) (laughs) NFTs. You guys know the term unobtainium has been around since the fifties, right? No, I did not know that. Okay. (laughs) Not so. Can we not used in the same way, Brett? I feel like if Mikey were here, he would be hitting the breaking news because everyone makes fun of James Cameron for that. What what it what's it referencing? Is it a real element? Yeah, let's get into it, Brett. It's referring to unusual or costly materials. Okay, but then James Cameron or when theoretically considering a material perfect for their needs in all respects. So it's like it's this theoretical like sci-fi term, but then James Cameron made it actually the name of a specific mineral that's found on a planet. That's what's stupid. Do we actually ever see it besides that little bit? Maybe it isn't real. Ooh. That's what I wish he would have done, was to have like Giovanni Ribisi being like, you know, there's this shit down there that we want, and he's trying to explain it, and eventually he comes to Sam Worthington, he's like, it's an, it's an unobtainium. Like, that would have been something cool to say. But just calling it that, kind of lame. Brett, you're the most positive on this movie. I don't tonight. think I'm very positive at all right now, but go ahead. <laughs> there's a there's a training montage where our boy Jake Sully starts to level up his avatar skills. And I think there are some good like planting moments in here for things that'll pay off later. But I have to ask you, where does it rank in comparison to the Ghostbusters montage? Oh uh, well I mean you have Ghostbusters, then you have up like a huge step down and you have the Rockies. Uh, and it's it's <laughs> yeah. right around there. It's pretty good. Anything stand out to you from that? Uh, um, from that montage or just this whole part in general where he's sort of starting to level up before he gets his Banshee. I like when, I guess when they're running across the bri- wood bridges or something, I don't know. I think this is also like they're swimming underwater, you know, and it has all those like cool weird shots with like the whirly bugs and everything. I think the montage, though, is where Jake Sully fucks up. How so? He has real time with these people, and he just spends it on his on himself. And he doesn't try to start the negotiations, try to start an understanding. I just feel like 
uh, there's something frustrating about his like doe-eyed. Oh yeah, I'm just learning, and this is awesome. I'm a good person now because I'm learning this. It's something sleazy about it. But was he ever a bad person that we know of? No. I mean, I guess double crossing and working for both sides is a little slimy. But like you said, he was following orders. Well, in his initial mission, <laughs> following. Yeah, I guess that's that's always a blanket. I'm just uh, quoting what he said. <laughs> Why didn't yeah. he ever get like Stephen Lyon or Stephen Lang's character in the same room with like the chief? I think Stephen Lang's character would have just shot him in the head without yeah, any conversation. Too. Blue monkey destroyed. <laughs> I can drop this if you guys want, but like, does he not seem very self-focused for this part of the movie? It should be about like truly dis- disarming the situation, and instead it's about his training. It's bothersome. Yeah, it's like it would be one thing if like he had more time. But he has like a few months. I think they said three months to like get these negotiations and relocation plans in order. So I do see what you mean. I have never thought about that, though, Josh. Like, truth be told. I'd spend it on myself, too. What do you mean? Like, are you criticizing Jake for, like, focusing on himself for like amount of time, right? Yeah. Well, like, can you blame him? I mean, he was abandoned by the military. And he's working for a company that he has no ties to, working with scientists that only liked his brother, you know. That looked down on him. That looked down on him, working for a military that only won him for his use to be able to, you know, be able to get into the Avatar. Then he's with the Avatar. They're all ca- calling him horrible names. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, who's he supposed to care about in this world? Nobody. And he's the, he's not motivated by getting his legs back really after that first mission, right? Like once he meets Natiri, yeah, he he's all about that. Like that's all he really cares about in like leveling really? up as an avatar. I, I don't think it's like really a factor. Him at being all. him being in that body is getting his legs legs back. Right. It's completely selfish to me. I guess I think it's like, like his motivation is he likes he's having fun. <laughs> as yeah, an avatar. but he also it's, has to get good at what he's doing if he wants to quote unquote be accepted as one of them so he can help yeah. the military mm-hmm. out. So he does have at least, yeah. he's got a motivation. Maybe that's why Grace hates Jake Sully so much. Because he totally like disproved her hypothesis in that entire program very quickly. Well, yeah, you don't have to be a scientist You don't have to be a scientist or a PhD. You don't have to be that extremely intelligent. You just have to be kind of present you just have to be the chosen one i don't know if i'd say that she hates him only early on she's pretty nice to him i thought only because he got good i don't understand norm's little arc like in a movie that's almost three hours like where he gets kind of jealous but it's like it doesn't nothing comes of it right like he gets jealous then he gets unjealous like don't be mad at us (laughs) to make him more authentic (laughs) like i don't like why i don't get it that was actually the wrong character but you guys know what i'm doing (laughs) <laughs> I hate your face. That's what he said to Jake. <laughs> That's how he was formed. <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie. Brett, in order to become a man, like you mentioned, to be accepted by the Navi people, uh, Jake Sully has to ride. I, I think the English word for him is Banshee. I don't remember what they're called in 
uh, Navi, but what, describe this ritual. Well, I think Josh said it perfectly. You stick your penis in an animal and it, you can ride it. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold up. <laughs> yep. So, you guys are saying the hair <laughs> tentacles are the it's dick? not the penis. No, I'm just joking. No, but Josh made that claim. Yeah, it is. Okay, so does that mean that when he bangs Zoe Saldana that they put their two dicks together? Yes. One's enter only and one's... I don't have another opposite of that. One's like a, a power adapter and one's like a cord. I don't know. A plug, I think. I don't know, man. Wait, is hers like a like a insert kind of yeah. hair? Insert wiener hair here. Why are you guys forcing <laughs> oh. humans' method of reproduction upon them? This is where he actually got it right. This is actually pretty I'm talking cool. about reproduction. I'm talking about banging, bro. Did you mate this woman <laughs> five minutes ago? They show them intertwingle. Like, they should have blurred out when they're intertwingling their little, like, uh, <laughs> pubic hair things. Rated X. For sure. Do you like, do you like this, the sex scene, Josh? Does it, does it move you to see them? Does anything move when I see them? What did you say? Sure. <laughs> it moves. Does it move you? Dude, yeah, yeah. No. But I do think of all the... I'm just addressing my own complaint earlier, Pappy. I think so many things about the blue people are just people, just in a slightly different frame. But this is highly unique. The end of their ponytail is like this really nerve-centric thing that opens up. Almost like a little vagina or something. Oh boy! Wait, what? <laughs> Go, no, and you scissor them together with an animal or your mate? This is kind of scissor or something. Yeah, <laughs> dudes. <laughs> they show their pubic areas. They don't have like other things. Stevie, what are you are implying? They, they do. They're like Ken dolls down there, or what? She's got pants on. She got. Pa- I thought she was naked, but she's got pants on. I think. Yeah, why do they wear clothes? Why did Donald Duck have a towel on when he got out of the shower? I don't know. <laughs> Quote clothes. <laughs> that sex scene is fucking terrible. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate it because like, it's like, why are they kissing? I don't. It doesn't fit within the flow of the movie. Like, I, I don't know, Corey. You, you seem to like this movie a lot. How do you feel about the the Navi banging? Highly erotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It led to some interesting Google searches. Yep. I was going to ask you a question, Pappy. You just threw it at me, but... Please. What do you think? Would you go death by snoo-snoo or what? <laughs> sure. Listen, if I was Get one of these Get ready for the ride of your life. What if you had to put it in the end of the ponytail, though? I was planning to do that at the okay, beginning you're anyway. you try that one out anyway. <laughs> That's where we start, my friend. I know this is a joke, but I feel like we're hitting on something that would have been really cool if this, if this movie focused on, like... When he entered this new body, he could, like, smell X many more smells. He could see this many times further. He could sex. Or more colors or different, like, I thought that was kind of implied. It's implied, but why don't they show that more? of In a three-hour movie, that I, I wanted to see more examples of that, and I feel like there's a creativity lost. Josh, this ain't about words, right? This is about spectacle. Clearly. That's mostly true, I think. What's your guys? Three three hours? 241. Okay. Yeah, same. Because so, I watched the one on Amazon, so. Kylo? 
I watched the one on Amazon. Has anyone seen the extended what's, Avatar? Yeah, what's the one that I watched? I thought I remembered, I asked Brittany, I thought I remembered them explaining their sexual experience, but I haven't seen it in over 10 years, and I was obviously wrong. Well, isn't that kind of like the whole point of how the Avatar mate versus how humans mate? So I don't think seeing their cloacas or whatever we're calling them, like Bond, Herbascus. is in the cut that I saw. I don't think that, like, I think that's only in the cut that you saw, Josh. As I understand, there's three cuts. There's the theatrical, an extended, and like a super extended. That's you like, saw that? That is three hours. Josh got no, super I, extended during that scene. <laughs> so I don't remember what I'm you're talking about. I'm going to have to Google this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up the screenshot. And my, it's the version that Corey gave us. Why is this such a mystery? I watched it on YouTube. Oh, the mechanics of the reproduction are similar to that of humans and other... Terran mammals. However, their unique physiology creates an experience fundamentally different from that of humans. Okay, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. How so? I don't know. I'm gonna Dude, ask we to- should totally make... We should put a Pornhub uh, <laughs> logo in the bottom left corner and like blur a bunch of stuff out. <laughs> Man, it's a concept art of their mating. You guys ha- didn't see this? It's disgusting! I'm going to send you the <laughs> screenshot. Just a second. Just a second. Yeah, send a screenshot. CB, in, in the meantime, things all can't be rainbows and su- sunshine well, here I on mean, Pandora. I mean, isn't it like that's like the purpose of like how the Navi mate, though? Is like why it's different than humans? Dude, they do connect their, their hair. They do connect their little... That is you know, not in the cut that I saw. Jellyfish like, stuff. Yes, it I'm is. just reading. Like... Isn't it pretty much just, I don't know, it's, it's a very erotic scene, but like, I could see why it's different and why it kind of works, I guess. I don't know. The reason that doesn't work for me is... To actually become one with somebody, Pappy. The act of sex is literally the same act as riding a horse. Yeah. Yeah, to become one with something. But it's a, I guess it would be... That's, you're bonded for that's life. That's weird. the whole point. But it's a that's different connection, I guess. That's why Sute, or whatever his name is, was so mad. Is because, like, Natari is now bonded with Jake for life. That's that. Yeah, but you know there's a few, like, outlier Na'vi people that when they connect to a horse, they have a totally different plan in their head. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, see, let's move off of... The, uh, horse intercourse and let's get to the end of of act two this has a very very no it was a great choice josh this has a very very clear end of act two (laughs) where we see the characters at their lowest moment in the loss of home tree can you tell us about the shock and awe campaign (laughs) that the uh, u.s government engages in well yeah it's not the greatest thing in the world um Pretty much, uh, the folks uh, back at the old U.S. of A. government are getting quite upset with Australian uh, Jake Suley because uh, he's um, he's not producing the goods fast enough. And so, what do they do? They pretty much blow Home Tree to fucking smithereens. And not just that, but Jake and Grace are seen as traitors. Homes are lost, lives are lost. It's not a great deal. Okay, sorry, that second screenshot that Josh just sent, is that in the cut that you guys saw? Uh, I don't think so. The jellyfish connecting? Yeah. I don't remember. I saw that. Their vagina penises touch. I think that happens. 
Yeah, Anyhow, that was, I wouldn't. That, that was one hundred percent not in the cut. I thought he I lifted saw. her up against a tree, and you heard her gasp. She moans. Like, yeah, uh, in the cut that I saw, he like, yeah, yeah it's like a shot-for-shot shot remake of Roadhouse. Really? Basically. No. This is yes. this is what I remember well, from no. the theater scene too, though these yeah these tales. Yeah, I connect. thought that as well. I, I thought that I could have missed it. I guess this is the important topics of spores that we get to. How is sex scene in in Avatar? How is that not you know, half the people? There's going to be a lot of people that listen and they want to hear us talk about Navi mating. They knew it was coming. <sighs> <laughs> But Stevie, sorry, to get back to the, the tree or the, the home tree or whatever it's called. Um, Light them up. Wh- where do the characters go from here? Like I said, we're at our lowest moment for each of the characters. Like for Jake Soli, where does he end up? Sigourney Weaver. How do they get out of this? Uh, is this the part where, I'm sorry, this movie's kind of a blur after two some odd hours. It is. Um, is this where they end up going to the uh, other site? Like, is this where they go to, like to another site or no? Yeah, after the mom cuts them out, so you can yeah, where they where they relocate. Yeah, this is where they relocate, and I mean after, after Letty breaks them out of jail. Yeah, after Letty breaks them out of jail, and this is where the movie kind of loses me because it's just you're kind of waiting for you know the gathering of the troops at a certain point. Like it's all you're really waiting for is okay. Home tree's blown to smithereens. Jake and Grace are traitors. USA is gonna win. Native Americans are, you know, gonna get pushed out of their homes. We gotta figure something out, right? And that's when Letty's. I don't really understand her character whatsoever, but I guess you gotta make a living. Uh, yeah, Letty's character makes no sense. <laughs> she has the dumbest line in the whole movie, I think. What's that? Now I don't. I don't hate the dialogue as much as you guys, but there's one line that I've always hated. And it's I when didn't like, sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this shit. <laughs> she like, <laughs> she flies out of there. You know, she like storms off, but Her in a helicopter. Her finger's on the button the entire time, but she just can't do it. Hey, what the, what the hell are you doing? I didn't sign up for this shit. I am starting to be on Josh's side on this. I'm doing a little research. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. The... The scene where they connect, it's listed oh, on YouTube as an extended scene. And somebody said, I knew that this happened. I watched on Disney Plus and they don't show the connection. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's Disney like a whole Plus. second scene See, in between these it two. It should be blurred out. It's gross. Why is it gross? It looks like he asks her what just happened. So, yeah, I don't think... I, and that's what I thought I remembered from the theater. And I didn't see it this time. So, I think... I don't know what version Josh watched, but... Do you think that's why they pulled it from Disney Plus, like ahead of this like theatrical re-release, so people didn't get? God, that sucks so hard. They should tell you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, how is it not even like disclosed in any way? It's so fucking annoying. What What do you mean? Well, it's just like if they're gonna change art, and not just like art, like the movie that like the highest grossing movie of all time. At least be like, this has been edited, and we cut. X con like you know like a little warning like some scenes removed for sexual content like for the full versions on Hulu or something it's just horseshit to not at least offer it in some way yeah like the information isn't like readily available right like you got to do mm-hmm. some research to find out what version you're watching where what's missing what's different and then eventually you can make an informed decision and it's like a lot of 
like work. I, th- I think I agree. Like if there was a place like on any given streaming service where you watch a thing and it tells you what's missing or even like why that's missing from this version and like, you know, you could see in like a little like a, a DVD menu kind of thing, like the information about it, like that would be helpful, but it would be very unlikely to have that implemented, I think. Like little version notes. Hey, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Can I take us into the worst part of the whole movie since you asked me about the end of Act 2? Please. So, like, Grace gets shot, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, big deal. But what really makes me angry is when a hero doesn't have a proper entrance into a scene that's supposed to have impact. So, like, you have Sam Worthington fucking voiceovering how he's gonna pretty much, um, gonna, you know, attach with Last Shadow. And then the next scene we get is him writing Last Shadow into the Navi. Why have that scene whatsoever where he's voiceovering about how he's gonna get a hold of Last Shadow? I don't get it. Did he? I thought he just told his first Banshee, which he, first of all, he kicks to the curb really easily, and I thought he just says, you're not gonna like this, but... No, he's voiceovering. Okay. It's really annoying. Sometimes your whole life boils down to one insane move. There's something we gotta do. You're not gonna like it. What would you have him do instead? Just show up with a thing? Well, I mean, why we not? You have to see him get it, right? Right, but why not have him like do like an upward angle shot and just show him jumping off his banshee? Like, mm-hmm. you don't even need to show Last Shadow. That way it's way more weight and effect when he shows up with Last Shadow. He just like Anakin Skywalker, like skydives, like out of his... Yes, I'm fine with that. Like, doing the voiceovering showing Last Shadow, then you immediately cut to him showing up with, like, Last Shadow, and it's supposed to be, <gasps> it's like, that's, there's no weight to it. Dude, I don't even know, though, if people would remember what that thing is without that. Like, I know that it's set up when uh, him and Naridi or, Atari. Or, or, Atari are talking about it, but it's, like, but it's like, I barely remembered that when I did my first rewatch, because there's so many things happening right like it's hard to remember that setup like i know they get chased by it at one point but the whole i feel like they set it up a lot do they there's like one conversation they even show an old like skeleton and she goes she goes into conversation about how it's only happened five times bro like my granddad's granddad was one of the writers like they go pretty in depth i don't know Corey, do, do you think it's set up well I think it's fine for what it is, and it's digestible. I know I've said that before, but you know the way this movie is set up, it's um, it's like a mass market movie, and I don't want to say it's without any artistic merit just by saying that, but um, I don't think uh, too many chances were taken uh, story wise or story structure wise. You know, it's it's pretty tight and it's pretty. Um, I hesitate to say by numbers, but it's it's very easy to follow. <laughs> you know, a lot of the, the effort, I think, of this movie, and not to say the story is completely without merit, by the way, again, but a lot of the effort is really with the special effects, right? This is like new technology we're working with. It's um, It was highly advanced for its time. It's still highly advanced for now. There's movies that come out with CG currently that look way worse than this to this day. 
um, including some Marvel movies. So, you know, this the spectacle of this movie is definitely in the forefront. And it, like I said, it's very paint by numbers, especially in the sense when we get like the death of the advisor, the mentor character we've had. It's like very hero's journey. Josh, when Sigourney dies, and that's what motivates Jake Sully to give the big speech and rally the troops. Do you think that's a little selfish that he he's only inspired by his friend dying? Does that are you, are you still mad at him at this point? Like countless other people died, but it's just that person that died that really spurs him on. Is that what you and mean? Now he's like, okay, yeah. And now he's like, okay, now we're gonna do this, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like as a movie watcher, I'm actually pretty bought into his motivations at this point in the movie. <clears throat> I don't know if that makes me sound naive at all, but like, Navi, I I do think that they <laughs> yeah, I do think that they maybe follow him a little too quickly or something. But I gotta admit, as cool as him getting a banshee was earlier in the movie, him doubling down and getting like the bigger banshee to like really impress yeah. the crowd, that's one of the highlights of the movie for me. It looks awesome. Hmm. The design of this thing, I know I was shitting on the design of some of the animals earlier, but Brett, it's got like Mothra colors and it just looks super cool. Yeah. The the big Takra or whatever it's called. Yeah. You liked it, the look of it? Oh yeah, I think it looks really cool. It's got like what, four eyes or something, or they all do? I don't know. But yeah, it looks really cool. It looks really cool from below. It looks really cool from above. It's just really cool looking. Yeah, the the way they made the animals look is like they spent so much time like figuring out like the right look for them and this thing is basically a giant fucking dragon it's epic and it's so huge that it's Dude. it's like bigger than their i call them helicopters they're not yeah, really... when he's grabbing those little hover things and just throwing them it's so crazy looking yeah hell yeah it's fucking badass and he rides this newfound what are we calling it banshee Toruk, whatever, thing, into the final battle, Toruk. which is like the last 45 minutes of this movie is the final battle. Uh, Josh, I know you're, you're, you've been hard on the story, but you've liked some of the spectacle. Does the spectacle here at the end winning you over? I prefer to say if it won me over at the very end for yes or no's. You know what I mean? No, I mean in the end of the movie, does the spectacle win you over? I think he's just talking about you in this part, not if this ending was good enough to win you over. Like, did you like the ending, I guess? I, I will say this. It's the strongest act, I think, for sure. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah, you're right. I agree. What do you like about it, Brett? I feel like you're chomping at the bit for this. No, no, no. I actually, no, I, no, I, I don't. I, if you actually had me pick something out, I, it's just like a, a blur of... Oh, there's a lot going on. I just think it's really cool, I think, when the Torx starts... Chucking those helicopters is cool. Um, it's funny. It's twenty one fifty four, and people still have the same terrible strategy in battle: just ride at people, go in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, and then when I could not help it, when, like when there was all the people like slow mo, and they could see him dying, I just I wish they would have cut the fan and going so much death. No, <laughs> <laughs> would have fit absolutely perfectly in there. Um, we can make that. We can make that happen. <laughs> Good. Uh, no, I really don't. I, I I just thought it was like air, aerially really cool looking up in the air. The ground stuff wasn't as cool, in my opinion. But the people on the ground are just getting murked. Yeah, like for sure. Not even close. 
I do like the big arrows going through the glass. That's like a cool concept. Like they're little ones. They're like, oh, these little bow and arrows. But like these big, these big, big daddies that they're doing, they're shooting, they go right through the. Those are awesome, but it kind of downplays a setup that never paid off early in the movie. They're like, their bows have a tip of poison that will kill you Uh, in one hour. But it's like, no, the bow just pins you up against a tree and yeah. fucking splits you in two, bro. <laughs> splits you in twain. <laughs> That's just kind of funny, but I like a lot of the aspects of this battle. I'm partial to the end of it, to be honest, though, Pabby, mm. with the three-part battle with Stephen Lang. Uh, that's really cool action sequence. Yeah. And his mech suit. I like that uh, it, it, it kind of reminds you of Aliens, too, right? But now it's the opposite, where the alien to this moon is wearing the mech suit, fighting no the, the good guy. Yeah. Um, How do you like those mech suits, Pappy? They're okay. What video game is that from? Mech Warrior? I don't know. Fallout? It was in the 90s. Mecha Streisand? Battlecore? Uh, no, no, there was an SNES game where you got mech suits yeah. like that. I think it was it's called Metal Warriors. like that. I mean, I think they're okay. Like, it's a little ridiculous that when Stephen Lang's, like, putting his hand on his hip, right? And the big mech suit does that. I don't know why that would be a thing. I, I don't know. Did you <laughs> No did you goofy like him? poses in the mech suit. Serious shit only. <laughs> I, like the me- I-, I like Sigourney Weaver's battle suit at the end of Aliens better. Like, just the- how it feels more practical and You got time and to lean. You got time to kill the indigenous. And it's slower, right? Like it, I don't know. Like her, the one she has is probably more used for industrial stuff, but it's more mechanical and slower. These are just like super suits that are hyper responsive. And there's a game called Mech Warrior from 1993. Yeah, SNES game, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah! I don't know I really like the mech suits. I think they're actually more akin to what uh, exists within the Starship Troopers book. Not in the movie. They don't have suits in the movie, but uh, I mean, that aside, I think they I think they give people an edge, right? Because a Navi is like right. giant. They're like 9, 10 feet tall. They're stronger. They're faster. They're basically more physically capable in every way. But humans got the technology, and it's not just the technology that we're familiar with in terms of like helicopters and planes and guns and rockets. There is that, but they also add this extra element of like this insane super mech armor that not only it's not just like one dude has it, like they got like, you know, presumably a couple dozen of these dudes with this giant armor. And I think it's a good aspect. They don't use it that much until the very end. But when they do, I think it's pretty good. Mm hmm. Speaking of the very end, this movie ends how it starts with Jake Soley opening his eyes as a as a newly born avatar on his birthday, um, and that's <laughs> wow. that's the movie. Any that's what he wow. says. He says his birthday. Yeah, but you were in a tight fucking ship with this man. <laughs> we got to talk about the final battle, don't we, Josh? I mean, I, I tried to cue it up to Josh. I, he threw it to Brett. I was trying to tease that Stephen Lyons three part battle to. Is that what you're talking about, Corey? Yeah, the three-part battle, man. Like, I mean, you know, as the war, like, kind of eventually ends because the Navi overrun, it just comes down to our heroes, just like any movie, right? Like, that can't really blame this movie for that, I don't think. That's to be expected. 
What do you like about that so much? I like how it's an extended battle scene that has a lot of creativity to it. And it's interesting that we are talking about this, Corey, and we are forcing this upon the spoilers, boys, because we've talked about how we love to play with toys as a kid. And I feel yeah. like this is what you would do, right? Your your hero and your main villain can't just like end with one like quick twist of the neck. This has to be like we start out up in the helicopters with the birds and pterodactyls all fighting each other. Then we come down to the ground, and the girlfriend comes in. She fights for a while, weakens the villain. Uh, kind of, she needs to be saved. So our main hero comes back at the very last second, and it's okay. But what about when the animals show up? That's fucking stupid. Why? Like, it's stupid. He like, asked the god to send them. Ex machina. Yep. That's dumb. It's I don't. It's cheesy. Like we call upon the spirit of the animals to defend Pandora. It's an it's, organic it's, network, the man. God, what hey, do you want it to do? Not respond. The gods hate Whitey too. I mean, that, it, why did they wait so long? What What have they been doing this whole fucking time? Because story, Pap. Awa works in mysterious ways, bro. That's what I'm saying. That should be enough of an explanation. <laughs> and it's literally because Jake Sully prayed for it, and it happened. Yeah, I think that is the setup for that. Because without that, it would be totally random. Pandora would have been doing him a solid if she would have just opened up a pit and sucked Stephen Lyons in it just straight away. You know? (laughs) Just sort of like quicksand him from the beginning. (laughs) Drag me to hell. You got to learn a lesson. The trees just falls on him. If it's a neural network, the tree just tips over. Pappy, tales will be told of this time period and and of Avatar 2, 3... And four coming soon from James Cameron. And five. <laughs> and that's one of the final thoughts that I had. I want everyone to make an official call on two things. Will Avatar 2 be good? And will it be a hit? I'm going to say no and no. Josh? How many Avatars is he saying there will be right now? That's up to five. 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 I hope to God two's good after that i wouldn't promise anything but this has been so long in the making i would give him the benefit of the doubt you said he's a genius pap two's gotta be good i just don't know if people care about avatar anymore that doesn't mean it won't be good (laughs) so i'll say it's not a hit good but not a hit that's my guess stevie (sighs) what's the release date it's all about release date december christmas time oh it's gonna be a ginormous hit yeah why did i say this this is gonna be a hit and not it's gonna be (laughs) it's gonna make billions bro i'm saying at least 1.5 billion it comes out day before my birthday this is gonna be like i'll probably see it opening day or at least day after it's gonna be like as far as like p- the era of the pandemic, probably the highest grossing pandemic oh, yeah. movie by and far. It's, like somebody said earlier, it's made for everybody. It's made for everybody. I mean, it's called Avatar, The Way of the Water. I think mm-hmm. we're going to be searching for somebody on Pandora, not something. I just think it's like 14 years in the future and they have a kid now. Yeah, from what, I think. What said. I mean, that or sheltering the kid for all I know. But yeah, it's going to be, it's going to make an ungodly amount of money, Pep. All right, Corey. I mean, obviously, this movie is going to make a lot of money, Pappy. It will at least make. But back. why? Why is there no talk about it? Like, we don't even know when it comes out. 
December. Nathan, came out in December. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing, right? So it's going to come out in December. And my question to you, and you might not be able to answer this until later on this year, is what other for the whole family movie is this going to be competing against? Nothing. There's nothing coming out this year. That's the one. So the this one one's going to make all the money for that market. Is this a kids movie? What? PG thirteen, hundred percent. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. This is a boring ass movie for kids. I don't. There's no way. That's so not true, Josh. Really, dude? Josh, your kids used to watch like Yo Gabba Gabba and crap. When I saw this in 2009, 2010, whatever year it was, like packed to the brim of children, like in my theater. Like, so believe yeah, me when I say they had the sex scene, they ran out. Believe me when I say children <laughs> love this movie. Take that, bitch! Yeah, <laughs> flossing, flossing on this guy, <laughs> doing the he dab. The rhino, a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, I believe you. Uh, okay, is coming back. Oh. Brett, real quick, hit or not? And good yes or not. and yes. All right. I'm with Stevie. I think it's going to be massive, and I think it's going to be good. Any other final thoughts? I know I breezed through the movie, but Josh said we got to keep the podcast closer to an hour. I got a few things. One, hey, Pat. yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Brett. One, Corey is uh, the game you said Metal Warriors is a lot more like what you think than what we said earlier. So I think you were right, Metal Warriors, nineteen ninety-five, SNES. Um, Pappy, who yes. is the queen of spoilers right now? Um, it's probably Michelle Rodriguez. Okay, because you had said Sigourney, and I counted, she was for a long I time. I counted six but... for Sigourney, and this was Michelle Rodriguez's seventh. So, um, I mean, she's got to be six. Is she the new one? Uh, I don't think so. She died, but Sigourney is though. So, but so did Stephen Lang, and he's in the new one too. Like he came back. Flashbacks, baby. Yeah. Uh, I don't. See if he her. came back as an Avatar, I'd be so happy. Oh my goodness. Evil Avatar. Seeing his voice like in a blue like Navi body would make me so happy. Oh, oh my last thing is since this is borderline uh, an indigenous movie, I wanna like give credit to I love Wes Studi. I don't know if I pronounced that name right or not, but Study. I could pick his voice out of anything. Like, I could recognize it right away and I'd forgotten he was in it. He's Did you awesome. say Magua right when you heard it? Magua. I mean, he's my, he's my favorite. I, I mean, he's great in Dance with Wolves. I mean, I, I just always really liked him. The Sphinx from Mystery Men? Yes, and he's also in Heat. I, I haven't seen Heat in a while, but... He's also in Heat. He's also a detective in that, and he's Geronimo. also... He's also in Hostels. Hostels, he's, uh, yeah. Yeah, the main yeah. Uh, character very, in Hostels. He's very, very accomplished. A street fighter. I mean, Corey. Yeah. He is in Street Fighter, that's right. Sag Sagat. Yep. <laughs> so I wanted to give... Credit to him, he's awesome, and he's had an amazing career, and rest in peace to the character, not him. Good call, good call. Steve, do you have a final thought you were going to say? Yeah, I was going to ask you a question, Pap. Um, which villain did you uh, want, like, which villain did you find more annoying? Uh, Stephen Lang's portrayal of a uh, psychotic military man in Avatar, or his portrayal of uh, Ike Clanton in Tombstone? I, I was literally going to ask Josh the same <laughs> question. Are we cross? Um, Mr. Catch Law Dog, Law don't go around here, savvy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's getting both. I don't know. He's a freaking weasel in Tombstone. I know he's such a weasel in Tombstone. I hate him so much. You don't know, put your hand on a cowboy. We're talking about actors and, and Stephen Ling. 
It's a fucking crime against humanity that he did not play Cable in the X-Men movies while they were going. <laughs> Perfect casting around this era for Cable. Did anybody see the... Um, Corey, you probably, out of all people, would have seen this more than anybody. What's that movie, uh, Don't Breathe? Anybody see Don't Breathe 2? We saw yeah. that trailer yeah. in uh, Green Knight, right? He can't, oh, he yeah. can't see, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. They made him the... The, the anti-hero. Say it's impossible for him to be a hero because the first one. How is the second one good? It's not as good. Uh, that's, that's a shame. I love the first one. We'll have to see, and we'll do a podcast on the second Avatar, so we'll know then if it was as good as the first. But let's get our spoiler men's reviews of Avatar. We, we rate it on the yes or no rating system. Josh, I'm most interested to hear yours. So let's let's start Gosh. with Josh. Come first to me all <laughs> night. Uh, you're the you're the best. Everyone loves you. You're the best. Not true. I've honestly been back and forth on this all day today. And here's the thing: I don't like the term "guilty pleasure," but I think this movie in particular is that for me because I do get lost in it a little bit. I do fall in love with. Zoe Saldana's mm-hmm. Natiri. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But dudes, it's so freaking cheap on the story. And I uh, I can't in good like there's just so much mo- money spent on this movie for it not to have a lockdown thought out plot that I'm going to put my foot down and give this a no. It's not usually my typical thing. Wow. If I, I respect... Go ahead. If I, I you're done. Sorry. N- no, I don't, I'm not, I don't mind that at all, Brett. If if I'm able to like lose myself in a movie, typically, it's just like an automatic yes. So I was able to lose myself in this, but I'm bypassing that rule because of just how much money was spent on this freaking movie and how frustrating that is to me. That said, quick note, I wrote in my notes, like, that scene where he's running away from some wild saber-toothed tiger and, like, jumps off a waterfall and swims up to the surface. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. I love seeing it. It's a joy to watch. I don't want to be completely negative about this movie, but in a binary feedback system, I know you guys are going to give a lot of yeses, I hope. I'm just going to go ahead and slip a soft no in there. Brett, you were saying that you respect that. You want to no, give I your yes to say, that? No, I was going to say, I do respect that, but I feel like if you're going to give it a no, you can't really call it a guilty pleasure, right? Like it just missed out, maybe? Like, I had some pleasure watching this, but just like when I saw it in theater and just when I saw it now, because I had to for spoilers, like, I don't plan on watching this movie again ever unless forced to. <laughs> Good <laughs> God. I'm serious. There's nothing I could learn new, I didn't think, from watching it again. Brett? Am I up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked this. Like, I wasn't, I was a little nervous about watching because I don't know if I've seen it all since the theater. And I did see it in 3D when it came back into the theater. Um, and I thought it was really cool. Um, but I, like, never thought it would translate. But I watched it uh, translate outside of 3D. But I, I liked it. A lot more than I thought I... And I'm with Josh, like... Nateri just kind of like... She's really cool and she kind of sucked you in. Um, I wish. 
Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Hey now. Um, hey now. But yeah, it's a, I would say it's a solid yes for me. Again, I, the six movies I named of James Cameron, I mean, I think putting those six up against, would stack up against a lot of people. I think he's a great filmmaker. Um, I know he's not the most likable person, but I think the story is just good enough. I mean, I think it's obvious the money went into other stuff, but I, I think it's cool. I think it, it's absolutely gorgeous looking. I think it still looks really, really cool. Uh, CGI holds up and it's a solid yes for me. I'll, I'll go next. Um, I'll give this a regular old yes. I think on aggregate, this movie comes out to be a, a good movie. It has amazing below the line stuff. I don't think we talked about the score. I actually fucking love the score. It looks amazing. James Cameron is a genius at the things he wants to be a genius at. Hum, hum a little bit about that. Yeah. Hum a little bit of that for us. Uh, it's the one it goes. Right? Banger. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the score is great when he's getting the, the banshee. I love that. Um, but everything that Josh said is also true. This story sucks, and the dialogue sucks, and it's for this to be the biggest movie of all time. Like, yeah, you could say Star Wars had a derivative story, but I feel like there was still more new in Star Wars. And I think that people do have a a semi point when there's not like memes from Avatar. There was never any like graphic novel. Like, I don't know who the hardcore Avatar fans are and i hope (laughs) that the addition of this new writing team i hope these new movies are good because i like a director who's making something that's made to be seen in the theater so i'm definitely going to watch avatar when they release it for theaters i'll be there opening weekend for the new movie and i hope it's good uh cory last but not least stevie or sorry stevie then cory oh me then cory yeah go ahead stevie um yeah story or not this is a hard yes this is a visual fucking marvel like you can't you can shit on the story and the dialogue all you want this movie looks so incredible it's not even funny for a movie to be 13 years old and still look this amazing there is nothing static on this planet whatsoever and james cameron built it from the ground up like yeah his dialogue, story, not great. But just to look at it and to be brought into this world in this way. And it looks so good that it can be parodied. How many Avatar parodies have you guys seen in a time when parodies were all the fucking rage in Hollywood? They couldn't even do it because that's how incredible it looks. And the team behind it and the attention to detail that James Cameron took, it's a literal visual masterpiece. So I say hard yes. Love it. Last but not least now, for real, Corey. Yeah, this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes. Josh, you gave this a no. I didn't sign up for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Stevie, I see you. This is great dialogue. What are you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Pappy, you asked who are the hardcore fans of Avatar. I'll tell you, they are your grandparents. They are my grandparents. All of our grandparents love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And might even remember it if you bring it up to them. (laughs) Avatar? I remember that movie. That was the 60s, right? (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, I 
think there's a lot of great things going on in this movie. I kind of dreaded rewatching it because I thought I would be cringing a lot, and I don't think I was at all, aside from Michelle Rodriguez's famous line that I just mentioned. You know, I, I was really in for it, this most recent rewatch. And I'll go back a little bit, because when I first saw this movie in theaters, it was at the very end of its run. And this movie had a very long theatrical run. But mm. much like Kill Bill, I didn't want to go see it because the hype was too big. I was really annoyed by the hype train of Avatar and the phenomenon. People were like, oh, if you go, you got to go in 3D. And I never see a fucking movie in 3D. I'm like, I didn't want to fucking watch a movie with these goddamn glasses. I wear glasses. <laughs> it makes it very inconvenient. So mm-hmm. I eventually saw it at the very end of its run, and I thought, it's okay. You know, it's pretty good. I, I had the same commentary that every, you know, B-rate film critic has about, you know, the similarities between this and its predecessors, you know, Last Samurai, Pocahontas, Ferngully, you name it, etc. Um, of course, I was blown away by the special effects, especially at the time. By and large, they still hold up wonderfully, I'd say. This movie is very beautiful to look at. Um, an amazing world is crafted here. Is it familiar? Yes, but it has to be to be acceptable by the viewer. I think the level of fam- familiarity is something that's essential with um, the foreign nature of this movie, with it being on a planet that we're not familiar with. You know, if it was, I would say flying squids, but that's even that's too familiar. If it was, like I said, if everyone was a hockey puck, not relatable at all that would not work so you know for all we know aliens do look like a fucking hockey puck but that's not what we want to see in a movie like this we have to be able to connect to it we do connect to these people especially Natiri. zoe does an amazing job i don't know if her performance is painted on but the vocal performance is really good uh, I, I just think it's a it's crafted so well a, as a film like yeah josh a lot of money was spent on it but you know what? That was fucking money well spent in the end, wasn't it? I like a lot about this movie. Pappy, you talked about the score. I I failed Josh's little test. I couldn't hum the score, but I do remember liking it at the time. I'm going on for a long time, so I'll just say this last thing. The underlying tension that goes on in the uh, second act, where there's like, the you know, the military is coming and Jake Soley is learning their ways, and he's kind of becoming integrated with the Navi community, but you know it can't last, that was getting to me. Like, I was not happy uh, when I knew that the shoe was going to be dropping soon, and that the attack was coming, and that he was going to lose, you know, his friendships and his relationships that he worked so hard to make with these people. Like, I was really anxious about that, and I, in fact, I stopped the movie for a little bit and <laughs> came back to it. <laughs> so that's how invested I was. I like this on this most recent rewatch on more than any other rewatch that I've ever given it. And it's a it's a yes for me. Well there you have it. Uh one, two, three, four yeses, one no. Does it make that like a a berry? Think fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all juicy. Um it's not the end of Avatar. We'll have more Avatar talk uh here soon, but it's not the end of spoilers and it wouldn't be the end of spoilers without trivia. I just sent you guys a little score sheet. Um, today's trivia D&D. is is called You Blew It, Kid. And I've done trivia like this before. Uh, it's multiple choice. The, the one caveat is instead of lifelines, um, you can pass a question to any other player. Every question is worth either plus one or minus one. Um, 
And so if you pass it, it's, it goes down to a 50-50 chance, right? So I'll ask the first question, A, B, C, or D. Steve, if you want to pass it to Brett, then Brett would only have B or C to choose from. Okay. Every question is plus one, minus one. Gotcha. You good? How many Got times it? can we pass? Infinite. Oh, cool. I, Every I, question. I missed the first half of that, but I will just figure it out. You got it. So, Brett, this is important. I did randomize the order of the questions, but these are all blue-related trivia, and they are no way in equal in difficulty. Some of these are way fucking harder than others. The default order in most to less recent host, least recent host, Stevie, Josh, Corey, yourself. Do you want to make any adjustments to this order? No, that's right. All right. So, Stevie, we'll start with you. Something yep. tells me Brett's going to get the hardest of those questions, by the way. But let's see how it plays out. I did randomize them. Um, Stevie, your first question. You can pass to any player. Okay. The six blue chip NCAA basketball programs, UCLA, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Indiana, have how many combined national titles? 30, 35, 40, or 45? <sighs> Um, I will pass that to, and you know what? Let me go for it. Love what it. Were the, what were they again? 30, 35, 40, 45. I think Christ, NCAA, uh, UCLA has like 11 or 13 on their own. Duke. Um, I'll say 40. Sorry, the correct answer is 35. Damn. <gasps> Gotta give it a shot. I'm glad I'm glad you gave it a shot, too. Josh, yeah. you're up next. Okay. Who is Blue Ivy's mom? Kylie Jenner, Gwyneth Paltrow, Beyonce, or Grimes? Can you repeat the choices? Just real quick. Blue Ivy's mom. Yeah, Blue Ivy's mom. Kylie Jenner, Gwyneth Paltrow, Beyonce, or Queen Grimes? Queen <laughs> That is correct. Thank what you. an easy fucking question. Listen, I, these are not, I, I said, these are not in any way meant to be equally difficult. They're, it is a crapshoot. <laughs> Corey, what year was the Kelly Blue book founded? 1906, 1916, 1926, or 1936? Mm, I should know this. I work in the automotive industry. I know. You do? Uh, I'll say whatever the most, the latest year is, because I actually don't know. Uh, so that would have been 1936, but the right answer is 1926. That's minus one. I should have known that. It's my book. Last one, Brett Kelly. All right. How old was Kyle McLaughlin when he started in Blue Velvet? 26, 28, 30, or 32? America's favorite mayor. What was the third one? 30. And what happens if I pass? I just don't get uh, any it points? Goes to, yeah, it goes to someone else, but they get a 50-50. Um, I will say... He was 30. He was 26. Damn. Stevie minus one, Josh one, Corey minus one, Brett minus one. Stevie, back to you. Let's go. Insurance giant Blue Cross Blue Shield's main office is in what state? New York, Illinois, Nebraska, or California? I always get the dumbest ones. Um... You should know this. You have insurance with Blue Cross. <laughs> Just messing up. Blue Shield. I do have um, Blue Shield. Okay, so it was it was California. What was the other? New York, Illinois, Nebraska, California. Um, fuck it. Let's go with uh, Illinois. There, Stevie's back to zero. Nebraska. 
Uh, Josh, the blue bonnet is the state flower of what state? Mississippi, Missouri, Tennessee, or Texas? Holy crap. Dude, you rip through those states so fast. <laughs> I know. Mississippi, Missouri, Tennessee, or Texas? Mississippi and Missouri were both options. Yeah, so the blue bonnet, state flower of Mississippi, Missouri. What a great name for a state. Tennessee or Texas? Mississippi. Mississippi. I was in Tennessee. I'll Earlier this summer, I'll just say Tennessee. I don't think that's right, but I'll guess. Josh is back to zero. Ah, it's Texas. Dang it. Corey, how many, how many pairs of blue jeans do I, Pappy, own? Oh, God. Zero, one, two, or three? <laughs> Pass to Josh. Josh? <laughs> Zero or two? <laughs> two. God damn it. You gotta have some. I do not own a Fuck. pair of blue jeans. Oh my god. <laughs> Just don't have one right now. That is amazing. Dude. Uh, Brett, you- when you come to visit in a couple weeks, I'm gonna just gift you two pairs of blue jeans. That that would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brett, typically according to according to Google, typically how often does a blue moon occur? Ooh, every other moon? year, every three years, every five years, or once in a decade? Every other year, every three years, every five years, or once in a decade? Uh, let's go every five years. Every three years. I'm sorry. I was going to say ten. End of round two. Steve, you have a commanding lead of zero. Josh, negative one. Corey, negative one. Brett, negative two. (laughs) Does Josh lose a point for the pass? Uh, No, you don't lose a point for the pass. Uh, We'll do a couple more rounds of this. A couple more rounds. Let's see. Back to Stevie. Between 1926... Actually, that's it. Between 2018 and 1926, by the most optimistic estimates, the blue whale population decreased by what percentage? <laughs> 70, 80, 90, or 99? Oof. Were they still using whale oil then? Um, 70, 80, or 99? Is that, is that what it was? Yeah, 70, 80, 90, or 99. I'm going to go with, uh, it had to be popular then because of this. I will say 90%. 80%. Damn it. I'm sorry. God. The pass not being used. Why would it? Josh, in 2013, a pair of blue suede shoes worn by Elvis sold for how much at auction? 15000 35000 55000 or 75000 this sounds like a question for Corey. All right, Corey. Boop, 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 Corey, back to you. The Toronto Blue Jays have have won how many games in their history? 4,000, 11,000, 18,000, or 25,000? Hmm, I don't really follow hockey. 
<laughs> so I'm going to give it to Josh. 11,000 or 25,000? Hell, eleven thousand. Correct. Twenty-five thousand. That's so many fucking games. Yeah, and they have not been no around way. long enough to lose that many. Brett, last one of the round, and we'll do one more round after this, and we'll get a score update. <sighs> Which state leads America? Where's my plus one? Blue? I gave you plus one. Just a one. It's the very top. Where's my new plus one for answering that correctly? <gasps> you you have it. Yeah, plus one, minus one, minus one, plus I one. I just can't see that yet. You must be on that box, hovering over it. Oh, sorry. Boop. There we go. There you go. It's, that's going to be just classic content for the listener. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my plus one? <laughs> Brett. Yeah. What state leads America in blueberry production? Michigan, <gasps> California, Maine, or Washington? California. Unfortunately, it's Washington. Gosh, dang it. California. What's a blueberry? Is that the same as a blueberry? Blueberry. Oh, blueberry. yeah, I didn't know that. R-R-Y. I thought you were talking about berries <laughs> that were blue, not blueberries. <laughs> so, okay, at the end of raw, uh, the round four, oh, I'm out. We'll, do, we'll do one more round. Well, no, not if everyone not. passes to you. <gasps> Stevie at negative one, Josh at zero, <gasps> Corey at zero, <gasps> Brett at negative two. One more round. Anybody's game. Back to you, Stevie. That's to me. Deep Blue Sea finished its opening weekend at what position in the box office? First, second, third, or fourth? (sighs) I don't even remember what year that came out. I didn't write that down either. I definitely know it wasn't first. Was it first, second, third, or fourth? Yep. I think it wasn't a bomb, but I don't think it made a ton of money. I'll say third. Correct. Let's Behind go. Runaway Bride and Blair Witch Project. So oh, 99. yeah, definitely not. Yeah, Blair Witch. came yeah. out my freshman year of high school, so. The game is currently tied. A bronze zero, kind zero, of zero, movie. Zero, third, yeah, third, it is. Third book. Josh? Oh, yeah. Pastor me. Speaking of bronze, what year was Blue Man Group founded? 1977, 1983, 1987, 1993. You're tied for first. Say the years one more time. Gosh dang it. 77, 83, 87, 93. Definitely don't want to blow this. You probably want to pass it to me. You are in first. I'll pass it to... I will pass it to Brett. (laughs) <laughs> 87 or 93 93 sorry that was 1987 Jeez. oh jeez this oh, has been a brutal God. round of trivia Corey it feels like an early uh, poor man's jeopardy with the correct answer ratio that we're getting here but if you yeah. call, Corey, if you called your stockbroker in 1994 July, right after seeing Forrest Gump, and you bought ten thousand dollars of blue chip stock Apple, what would that investment be worth today? Oh God! Eight million, sixteen million, thirty-two million, or sixty-four million? Give it to Josh. 
Boop, 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 boop. Eight million or sixty-four million? What is the question? I'm laughing at Stevie's Blue Man Group joke over here. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I didn't even hear it. You put a, a blue myself in the in the thread, Josh. Oh, nice. If the Blue Man Group, if, if you invested your Blue Man Group dollars into Steve Jobs, yeah. if you invested ten thousand dollars in Apple the same month Forrest Gump came out, oh would that be gosh. worth eight million or sixty-four million today? Sixty-four. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. Oh. It'd be worth. <gasps> Eight million and three hundred thousand in dividends. I need medicine. <laughs> Brett, I think this is the end of the round. Josh, you, you play, want me to pass to you? You could play Kingmaker here. Um, Corey <laughs> and Stevie are tied at zero, but Josh could get back in it. Let's give Josh a shot. Well, let me read the well, question. Let me read first. the question first. Boop, what boop, year? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> what year did Blues Clues <laughs> premiere? 1990, 1992, 1994, or 1996? I think I want to pass to Josh. I remember where I was when this came out. 1992 or 1996? Well, that was a spoiler. This is a... Yeah, actually, that is a spoiler. I'll just go on. I have a couple bases of logic in my mind, but... The fact that Stevie would have been two in 1992 <laughs> yeah. means he probably wouldn't have remembered. Blue's Clues remember coming out in 1996. And Ooh. Josh is back in the game. <gasps> so, the, at the end of the round... Remember have, this, Brett. You pass to Josh. We have zero, zero, zero. Brett, I'm just going to take you out. Is that okay? Yep. Are you? All right. One more round. Same rules, Stevie. Blue Aprons Six Bottle a Month Wine Club costs how much? Build monthly. $75, Today? Today. I looked it up yesterday. I was really reaching at this point. My bro- I think my brother-in-law and sister-in-law do this shit, and they're cheap as hell. What are the what are the prices? Seventy-five, eighty-five, ninety-five, one hundred and five. Seventy-five. That is correct. Stevie's on the board. Oh, on a scale Josh. from one to ten, how bad does blue balls hurt? Ten, <laughs> ten, ten, <or> twelve. Ten? <laughs> Josh, the Blue Angels are a flight demonstra- demonstration squadron. Yeah, they are. Of what military branch? The Army, the Air Force, the Navy, or the Space Force? That's a tough Aren't one. Are they all the same thing? I'll pa- That's a tough one. Can I? If I pass it to someone, will you just give them like five seconds to answer? I, I count on Stevie. Give him. Give it to Stevie. Give it to him. <sighs> Josh takes himself. Well, I guess, yeah. Jo- all right, Stevie. Air Force or Navy? Um, let's go... I don't fucking know. Let's go Navy. It's Top Gun is. Stevie, you may have just sealed the game right there. Oh, no! Correct. Let's go. Corey, real quick. You ran out of time. I don't think this can change at all, Corey, but according to Spotify, the song Blue Christmas is how long? A minute 46, two minutes, six seconds, two minutes 46, or three minutes, six seconds. No, this doesn't affect anything, though, right? No, no. Josh kind of screwed you. Hey. Then I'm giving it to Josh. <laughs> Josh, 
two minutes and six seconds or two minutes and 46 seconds? It's got to be 46, Alex. It is only two minutes and six seconds. But regardless, Stevie, you are the champion of blue trivia. We'll give you a second to think about what movie you want to pick. In the meantime, we'll toss it to Spoiler Man. Special thank you to our patrons, Matt Troll. Well, who'd you expect, numbnuts? The Wolf. Nurse Stacy. We have tried to teach all the sky people. It is hard to fill a cup which is already full. My cup is empty. Trust me. Brother Brian. I'm trying to understand this deep connection the people have to the forest. She talks about a network of energy that flows through all living things. She says... All energy is only borrowed. And one day you have to give it back. Druid King. Barky420. If there is a hell, you might want to go there for some R&R after a tour on Pandora. Nick. I didn't sign up for this shit. P.K. Pro-lemurists. They're not aggressive. Spencer. That's a gorgeous brain. Total movie recall. I will fly with you. David. Which is why they offer me the gig, because I can link with Tommy's avatar. The Meg. This is why we're here. Unobtainium. Because this little gray rock sells for 20 million a kilo. That's the only reason. Davey Kerr. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. And we're back, Stevie. What movie will we, be, will we be reviewing next week? I've been like, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I freaking love rom-coms. Me too. I wish they were more prevalent in today's day and age, besides like one or two a year by a quirky comedian. Lauren Choice coming. What's that? Lauren Choice coming. Sweet Home Alabama. Crossroads. Uh, No, this is what I consider to be the funniest comedy, (laughs) like released in a long, long time, and it has to do with a lot of the Apatow people, very much enclosed around this movie. Um, We're gonna go with Forgetting Sarah Marshall. One of my all-time favorite movies. I've seen it so many times. Love it. There you go. So, yeah, I cannot. I'm really, really looking forward to podcasting about that. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. A comedy for Corey. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Never heard that one. Forgetting Corey Marshall. <laughs> oh, ha, no. ha, ha. <laughs> ha, ha. Jokes galore next week on the Forgetting Sarah Marshall part- podcast. Thanks for listening. Take it away, Spoiler Man. Great pick. Love that movie. Shocking pick. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, 
click on our orange Spoilers Bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Spoilers is now available on Audible. Josh, why would you pass in the final round? It could have worked. It could happen. So I went from having a 25% chance to being tied with you to a 50% chance of being tied with you. Mm. Well, it's obviously Air Force or Navy. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I knew it was Navy because I grew up near a naval base. Mm-hmm. Top Gun. What does the Air Force do? Dude, that's not. We're not. Let's not do that. What? What does the space force do? There's plenty of good. I didn't say it was bad. I'm asking, what do they do? First of all, it's up. The naval, the Air Force Academy is like literally the hardest school in the country to get into. Well, that's harder than MIT. The academy. I'm talking about the academy. And that joining the Air Force. I'm not Notre saying Dame. the other one. No. <laughs> the Hoosiers one. Mm. Hoosiers. <laughs> Steve, you got a movie? Oh, yeah. I've had it for like three days now. Mr. Cameron, we can't believe it. We're done here. Set course for the set of Avatar 2. That was spoilers. Spoilers.